Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today, uh, we heard a lot about St. Paul talking a lot about love. And this is one of the most famous readings that we get at weddings. So couples have an opportunity to choose a few readings, and they always choose this one. Love is patient, love is kind, and uh, many other things. And then, um, but as a society, we have the wrong idea of what love is, right? God is so clear. St. Paul is so serious that it all really comes down to love is his whole point. We're going to be judged on love, what type of lovers we are. He says, if you burn your body at the stake, then you don't have love, it's useless. If you prophesy over people's lives and say, you're going to be a priest, you're going to be a nun, you're going to do this in your life, and if you're right and you don't have love, it's all in vain. If you do miracles in Jesus' name, but you don't have love, you have nothing. At the end of, the, at the end of our lives, God is going to just take a, a tally of, of if we were good lovers or not. But what is love? What is love? Today, you know, love can be anything. This is what our society says. But ultimately, we need to get this right. If we're going to be judged on this, this four-letter word, four word, we really have to understand it. Uh, one opportunity that I always have to really remind people is at weddings, right? As the couple stands here uh, and, and at the weddings, couples stand here that are getting married. And they're standing and they're, they're facing us. And I remind them, and I, and I remind them, you're not looking at me. Right? You're not staring at the priest. Really, why you're standing at an altar is because you're staring at what love looks like, which is Jesus on the cross. I mean, think about that. On the happiest day of your life, on your wedding day, you're standing at the most gruesome, ugliest, most uh, uh, shameful image. But we have couples stand here facing them, facing the cross, their backs to the audience is because the audience is not going to tell you what love is. The people behind you cannot tell you what love is. So stare for 25 minutes as you're being prayed on at what love looks like, which is Jesus on the cross. So I'm constantly reminding couples at weddings, I'm reminding you today, I'm reminding myself today, love is not a feeling, brothers and sisters. Love is a sacrifice. Jesus who is the author of love, has showed us what love is. Again, this world says, when your love is done, you're done. When you don't have butterflies in your stomach, you're done. You must not love, is what we think. That's not true. Because love is not a feeling. Love is a sacrifice. And we have to get this right. Because again, we'll be judged on what type of lovers we are. On final day, myself included. Love is not a feeling, it's a choice, right? This is a choice that I have to make regardless of how I feel. And this is not a choice I only have to, I have to make th th this choice of love in many different areas. I have to feel this, I have to, I have to make this choice even with God. Sometimes we can feel like, God, I must not love you enough. I don't know about you, but there are times where I wonder, do I love God? I don't think I'm an atheist. I know that I love God. Even though I don't feel that I love God. But I have to push through that because love is a choice. If I say, you know what, I must not love God because I don't feel like I love God, guess what? I won't pray. I won't show up to Mass. I'll stop confessing my sins because I must not feel like I love Him. Who cares how I feel? As a priest, I can't tell you the last time I felt fireworks in my prayer. But I know and I choose by His grace that He's given me, the author of love, to show up to prayer every single day to love and be convicted of my love for Him, regardless of how I feel internally. 
I don't feel maybe like I love others. Again, it's not a feeling, it's a choice. Whether this is, this is in marriage. Well, I don't feel like I love my spouse anymore. I have spoken to couples before. They say, I think the love is gone. I say, no. 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 Love is a choice. It's not a feeling. And through the choice I make day in and day out, maybe the love will come back, which is a feeling. Nothing is impossible to God. I may not feel like I love myself, right? That I don't have this internal feeling within myself that I am good. I think I'm uh, not good at all. I think that I'm, I'm, I'm bad. I think that I'm nasty. I think I'm disgusting. And so if I continue to think this way, right, that I don't feel love for myself, which means I just don't, must not love myself. But it's not a feeling, it's a choice. I make a choice to love myself. The same way I make a choice to love God. The same way I make a choice to love others. It's the biggest thing, if the only thing that we take away from today, brothers and sisters, because I'm even still trying to ponder this. I haven't mastered it. I'm still trying to understand it. What does it come down to? Love is a choice. Love is not a feeling. It's actually when it hurts and I have to push myself really hard to show up to prayer or to put up with myself or put up with somebody else who I'm struggling to love, that's when it counts the most. Because when love is easy, when it feels good, maybe I go to prayer and I feel really good in prayer and God's giving me fireworks. And I'm like, wow, I must really love God. Well, guess what? In God's eyes, God's like, I did you a favor. I let you feel fireworks and sparks in your prayer, which is why you want to continue to come back. And God will give us that sometimes. But if I'm basing my relationship on him, with him on how I feel, and I show up based on how he makes me feel, that's not love. That's not love. Today, I just want to take a look at two practical things to keep in mind to become better, uh, to become better. To focus more on loving is an action, it's not a feeling, right? It's a sacrifice, it's not a feeling. First is, again, we don't have to work. We don't have to work on being better lovers alone. Who is the author of love, right? The Bible's very clear that God is love, big L. Right? If God is big L love, we are, through him, small L love. So if I say I have to become better, I have to just, I have to, I have to, I have to be a better lover, I have to be a better lover. I hate to break it to you, it has nothing to do with you. We have to get out of the way. We're not very good at getting out of the way. I want to be the, the captain of my ship. I want to be the front driver, passenger. I don't want to be on the passenger side. I want to be the driver of my vehicle. You know what, Lord, if you want to sit in the back seat, that's up to you. I have to try harder, I have to try harder, and we continue to fail. We fall flat on our face, and God's like, are, are you done? Can I help you? Because I'm the author of love. Let me teach you how to love yourself. Let me teach you how to love me. Let me teach you how to love others. Again, the Bible is very clear. Uh, in 1 John 4, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, because love is of God. Everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. So again, we're not very good at taking this back seat, but if we want to be better lovers, we have to remember, I don't have to do this by myself. I don't have to try harder. I need to look at the author of love. And the author of love, we receive that author of love when we come to Mass, right, through the Eucharist. What's so beautiful in the first reading today, we, we've just entered the season of the church, right, that, that the church gives us seasons, and we're in the season of the church. 
And that if we're talking all about love, 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 God has given us the greatest gift at Mass, in the church, which is the Eucharist. If God is love, I can't touch love. I can receive love at Mass. When I receive love, big L, I become little love, little L. I go out into world, to the world and bring love. The right kind of love. Not, I'm going to tell you what you want because I want you to be happy, and I'm going to tell you fluffy things, and so on and so forth. Today we're celebrating the church. If we're not excited as a community that Jesus Christ has given us his church to feed us and infuse us and pump us with love through the Eucharist, why are you coming back? Go to a non-Catholic church. They'll love bomb you and speak to you about love and whatever it is, but they don't have the Eucharist. We have the Eucharist. We're celebrating the church this is a special four-week season about the church saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gift of the Eucharist, which is love. Big L. So I can go out and be little L for others. Also, besides, again, this, 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 we don't have to do this by ourselves, that we go to the author of love. Also, we surrender and allow Jesus to love through us. Again, this is a, a thing that's very difficult for us. Jesus, you are, you love people. You love me, which I don't know why you do, but you love me, so love me through me. Do we give God permission to love ourselves and others through us? I know it sounds weird, but God, you are the author of love, and I don't know if I love you or not, so love you through me. Give him permission to love himself through me. That sounds weird, but think about that. God, I don't know if I love my coworker, my spouse, my child, but God, I give you permission to, as the author of love, to love them through me. Again, this getting out of the way. Back to married couples, as I remind them as they're standing here at the altar, I remind them during my homily that God who is love is asking them to love each other the same way that Jesus loved them individually 2,000 years ago, which is the cross. I tell them, take a look at that cross, because that's what you're doing for the other person as you're entering into this marriage. And that doesn't feel good. Right? That, that doesn't feel good. And it's not humanly possible, but I remind them that love, who is God himself, left us his bride, which is the Catholic Church. So I remind those married couples. I'm reminding all of you. I'm reminding myself that God has given us a church, which is his bride, which we've entered into the season to continue to help us to do the impossible, which is do that for other people, not just for married couples. I remind married couples as they're getting married, I remind them that at their wedding day, they walk down the aisle and that every Sunday come back to mass and walk down this aisle and let him who is love infuse you with love so you can be love to each other, love yourself, and love God. I remind the couples that are getting married, I say to them, the same way you stand at an altar when you're getting married, every Sunday not only do you walk down the altar, you stand at an altar in front of love and say to love, I'm here. I showed up. I need you, who is love, to give me this love. And I remind those couples who are getting married, I say to them, the same way at your wedding, you are receiving Holy Communion every Sunday, you too receive Holy Communion. 
what they did on that day on their wedding day and for married couples as well. What you did on that wedding day is the same thing we do every Sunday. Today's gospel, again, Jesus tells us that he is building his church and that his church, that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. There's a reason why so many people don't come to church. There's so many people, so many reasons as to why we don't think the Eucharist is important, that it's okay to miss it. I'm on vacation. I do this. I'm tired. I have this. I love God in my own way. No. We prove our love to God when we show up to his house. We receive him through the Eucharist and we say, I'm your instrument now. Right, that the Catholic Church is the one church that Jesus established. In the creed we say, we believe in one holy Catholic apostolic church. We are saying, we believe Jesus Christ. You established one church. That church is the Catholic Church. And that church is built on the apostles. So what you gave to Peter 2,000 years ago, what we heard in the gospel today, I still believe in this apostolic church built on the apostles, which has been passed down for 2,000 years. That's the church I belong to. And I'm proud of that church that I belong to. And I thank you, Jesus, for giving me this church, which is your bride, to show me how to be loved in a world that has no idea what love is. So our brothers and sisters, as we come forward to receive Jesus in the most holy Eucharist, we come as lovers who want to be better lovers, because that's what we'll be judged on on our final day. Amen?